This is a podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Invest Talk. This is a new series by The Straits Times podcast channel, Your Money and Career. At Invest Talk, we talk money matters and all things related to investing. We want to give you that extra edge in managing your hard-earned money. I'm Ven Srinivasan, Associate Editor at The Straits Times. Joining me in the studio for this episode is Vasu Menon, Executive Director of Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Glad to have you on our show, Vasu. Glad to be here, Ven, and thank you very much for having me on the show. In this episode, we will cover a broad range of topics such as inflation, interest rates, the movement of the US dollar, and ultimately how all this impacts the financial markets, especially equities. So Vasu, it has been a challenging year for markets, economies, and investors as a whole. Inflation is running at multi-year highs, central banks are cranking up interest rates, economic growth seems to be under pressure. And to add to all of this, supply chain crunch does not seem to show any signs of significant easing amid the China lockdowns. And meanwhile, the war in Ukraine grinds on. The U.S. Federal Reserve has just hiked up its key short-term rate by 75 basis points. While this was not unanticipated amid the 9.1% inflation print in June, I guess markets are somewhat relieved that Fed Chair Jerome Powell did not announce a 100 basis point hike. So, Vasu, how do you see the latest hike, its impact downstream on economy and markets? Where do you see the Fed taking all this? Ven, inflation in the US is still very much a problem. As you said, it's currently running at about 9.1%, which is a 41-year high. So we will see more rate hikes coming from the Federal Reserve in the coming months. Perhaps 50 basis points in September and November, and then 25 basis points in December and January. Now, this will take the Fed funds rate to 4% by early next year, which is a big move given the fact that you know, rates were only 0% at the start of the year. Now, when the Fed is raising rates rapidly to curb inflation before it gets worse, it is acting faster and more aggressively than any time in recent history. Because don't forget, the Fed has been accused of being behind the curve. So it is making up for lost time. Now, rising inflation and interest rates have clearly hurt the U.S. economy and global investment markets. Both global equities and bonds are down sharply so far this year. And this is unusual because in the past 25 years, there were only two times that both global equities and bonds fell at the same time. So what we are seeing now is exceptional. It reflects the highly uncertain investment environment and a slew of worries about the outlook. And these worries will not go away anytime soon. It will take time to get better clarity. So Vasu, the Fed and most central banks have true primary mandates, keeping inflation in check, and secondly, growing the economy. Are these two roles now in conflict, particularly when you look at the Fed? What do you see, say, six months down the road? Using the definition of two consecutive quarters of negative growth, the U.S. has fallen into a technical recession. The second quarter, GDP contracted by 0.9% quarter-on-quarter against a first quarter GDP decline of 1.6%. Can U.S. inflation really be brought down to 2% target set by the Fed without massive injury to the economy 
including the job market. You're right, Ven. The Fed is caught between a rock and a hard place. Now, bringing inflation down from the current 9% to 2% will not be easy. There's a risk that the Fed will miscalculate. And its aggressive rate hikes may cause a deeper US recession compared to the technical recession in the first half of this year. Now, the US Treasury yield curve has inverted, and that usually signals a potential recession in the next 18 months. The key thing to watch out for is the US unemployment rate. Studies have shown that if the three-month moving average of the unemployment rate increases by 0.5%, then we are very likely to see a recession. The chairman of the US Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, has already warned that a recession is possible, although he is hopeful that the Fed can engineer a soft landing. On our part, we at OCPC see a 50% chance of a US recession in 2023. Now, this comes through quite clearly in our forecast for the US economy. We are only forecasting a growth rate of 0.8% for the US economy next year, which is at the brink of recession. And mind you, we may have to revise our forecast down in the coming months. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. And now back to our podcast episode. Let's get back to my conversation with my guest, Vasu Menon, Executive Director of Investment Strategy at OCBC Bank. Vasu, let's talk about the US dollar and the greenback. It has hit multi-year highs against most other currencies and even reached parity with the euro. The strong dollar is leaving a trail of devastation from driving up food costs to fueling a debt default and toppling governments like those in Sri Lanka. Why is the dollar strengthening so aggressively? What is the impact of this strengthening on economies, on corporates, and on consumers? How long will this US dollar rally continue? And what has to happen to rein it in? Then the US dollar has been on an uptrend since May of last year. And since then, it has strengthened by about 18%. Now, the US dollar is strengthening for two reasons. Firstly, it has benefited from safe haven demand. And secondly, the sharp rate hikes by the US Federal Reserve has benefited the dollar. Now, the stronger dollar means that currencies of many other countries have fallen against the dollar, and that's resulted in greater imported inflation in these countries. As a result, central banks in these countries have raised interest rates to combat inflation and prevent their currencies from falling sharply. Now, this has made it more expensive for consumers and corporations to service their debt, especially US dollar-denominated debt. Now, aside from all this, the stronger dollar has also resulted in capital outflows from many emerging economies, as their weaker currencies have made their capital markets less attractive. Now, this has made it more difficult for companies in these countries to raise funds through the capital markets. Investors have also suffered losses, affecting their ability and willingness to spend which is clearly not the best piece of news for the economy. In our view, the US dollar may continue to rise so long as the Fed continues to hike rates aggressively. However, a dovish pivot by the Fed, perhaps in the next 6 to 12 months, and a recession in the US may take some wind out of the US dollar. This, I'm sure, will be a welcome respite for many emerging economies. Indeed. So, Wasu, 
What should investors do in the current climate of uncertainty and volatile markets? Ben, there are good reasons for investors to be cautious, at least in the short term. But having said that, it may also not make sense to stay out of the markets altogether. Valuations have clearly become more attractive after the sell-off this year, and there's a lot of liquidity on the sidelines that could ignite and sustain a decent rally in the markets once inflation has peaked and once the Fed is done hiking rates. So adopting a dollar-cost averaging strategy of buying selectively and gradually over the next six to nine months may be more prudent than trying to time the markets or staying out of it altogether. Bottom line, don't lose hope and sight of the long term. No storm lasts forever. The sun always shines after a storm. Yes. Volatility is a two-sided coin. As you said, market pullbacks and volatility has thrown up opportunities. What are some interesting themes or sectors to keep in mind? When, you know, two mega themes that investors ought to keep in mind, I feel, for the long term are technology and ESG. Now, both these themes are going to revolutionize the world in the coming years and the way individuals and companies operate. Investors with the risk appetite and a long-term horizon may wish to have some representation of these themes in their portfolios. Now, the tech sector has clearly seen a sharp sell-off and more downside cannot be discounted, but the sell-off has made the sector more attractive and it could get a good rebound or could see a good rebound when the tide turns and sentiment improves. Now, other sectors to keep in mind when are the healthcare and utility sectors, which are more defensive nature, and also the financial sector, which will benefit from rising interest rates and better economic prospects once we go past the current storm. So finally, here comes the big question. Given what we know, what's your prognosis for the equity markets? Do you see a potential market recovery in the horizon? If so, what would be a catalyst for a sustained market rebound? Interesting question, Ben. You know, I think the markets are headed for a bumpy ride in the coming months. There is still a lot of uncertainty about where inflation and interest rates are headed. So for a sustained market rebound, as you said, we need greater clarity about inflation and interest rates. Essentially, we need two things to happen. First, we need to see clear signs that inflation has peaked and it is rolling over. And second, we need the Fed to signal clearly that rates are peaking and it will stop hiking rates soon. In the meantime, nervous investors will be keeping a close watch on US inflation data and Fed rhetoric. And we'll have a lot of that in the coming months. And this will surely cause market volatility in the short term. Well, thanks for your insights, Vasu. The pleasure is mine, Ben. Thanks for having me on the show. We hope you enjoyed this third episode of Invest Talk, a new series by the Straits Times podcast channel, Your Money and Career. I'm Ven Srinivasan. If you'd like to read our columns, there are links in our podcast's text description. Happy investing. That was a podcast by the Straits Times. Send your feedback to podcast at sph.com.sg. Find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or via the Google Voice Assistant and Amazon Alexa-enabled devices. 
For more podcasts by The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3, you can also download the audio by SPH app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.